Hi, my name is Sean Shaler. That's my friend Chris Ford, a.k.a. The Objective Geek. And we have a very exciting episode for you today. Very exciting in, in our... Very exciting, opinion. Sean. I'm extremely excited about it. The only thing I'm not excited about is that it's the spoiler-free version. Because today we're doing the spoiler-free review of the Shadow of Kyoshi novel. And the only part that makes me sad is that I can't say much. It's breaking my heart. I'm already like having a hard time containing different things. But we both got this like last uh, last Thursday, last Friday, something like that. Both read it in a couple of days. So we got the spoiler for you. Yeah, we got review copies. No, they're not review copies. <laughs> copies. Just Barnes & Noble got them early for some reason. No, so I like we got them before better. the official release. I like what you said better. FCE reached out to us, a uh, friend of the show, FCE. I actually tweeted at him, like, th- like just thank you for writing this novel. Uh, he didn't respond. Like a week ago, maybe ten day, about ten days ago, I was like, "Oh man, I forgot." I actually meant to like contact um, the publisher, be like, "Can I get a review copy?" Just because, hey, I review just to see if they did it. And then, like That's two the days later, happen, you know, <laughs> yeah. And then, like two days later, it's like, "Oh, early." For some reason, Barnes and Noble has early copies. Like, oh, all right, well, forget that little toy I had. Yeah, I thought it was weird that just Barnes and Noble got early copies, like. I don't know. I guess they're probably the biggest sort of national book selling chain at this point, outside of just Target or online or Amazon. But I, hmm, I was a little surprised. But uh, needless to say, we both burned through it, and that's probably the one book a year that we could ever say that about that we literally, <laughs> uh, literally read through very quickly, just so we could put out this spoiler-free review really shortly, really soon, and then in the near future, we'll do the the full review, the fully fledged. Like, sit down, get your popcorn ready. We're going to talk for a couple hours about it. That'll be in the near future, so keep your eyes open for that. Uh, but for now, we're going to try to not give away too much details and still give some kind of thoughts. Chris, the only other thing I wanted to mention before we started, and then I'll shut up, is The Legend of Korra is coming to Netflix. We just wanted to throw a real quick plug. We'll talk more about that next week as well. But I think it's Yay. August 14th. 8th, 14th, thank you. Yes, my wedding anniversary. So. Oh no, kidding! You know what's funny? Ten-year is... wedding anniversary. What? Uh, Ten-year? Congratulations! Oh, thank you. Uh, that seems like a really long. That makes me feel very old. It's a very long time, Sean. I'm kidding. I. It feels like a very long time. I found out today that uh, I proposed on my wife uh, on the day that Skyrim came out, and at that time I didn't have anything capable of playing Skyrim, so I didn't. I didn't know that, <laughs> but uh, I just found that out today. Uh, so August 14th, in my head, what happened is probably not how it happened at all. But in my head, what happened is everybody loved Avatar on Netflix so much. It was so popular for so long that they just like went to Viacom and they're like, give us Korra. That's probably not I mean, happened, but I think it's valid. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to believe that right in here. Right in here. Yeah. And I'm really looking forward to it because I think, I think sometimes the shade that Korra gets is because of the nostalgia that Avatar has for a lot of fans. And also, I think The Legend of Korra, it's more modern and a lot of its storytelling um, properties. Like, it's paced a lot quicker. It's, to me, it's more of a bingeable show in the sense that it's um, every episode kind of bleeds into the next episode. Grant, Avatar is very bingeable, but I feel like Legend of Korra is like, oh, it leaves you on a cliffhanger episode after episode. Like, I got to watch the next episode to see how this ends. Maybe, like, highly serial, as opposed... I mean, Avatar, 
The Last Airbender is serial in that it's one grand story arc. Uh, but as we yeah. point out a lot, you can you can move stuff around. You can skip certain yes. ones. Uh, whereas Korra is pretty much dedicated one after the other in 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 its respective seasons, probably. Yes, yes. So yeah, August 14th, mark it on your calendars. We are very It'll excited. It'll be on my calendar. We'll celebrate that day. You know, that's my brother's birthday too, but I always forget that. That's fine. Once you're past a certain age, birthdays don't really matter. So yeah, mark your yeah. calendar. And I'm going to be quiet now because we're going to we're gonna start the review and I'm going to let Chris lead the way and do his normal review things. And I'll try to chime in <laughs> yeah. with not, not TMI. Exactly. Yeah. So in this review, we'll break it down into story, emotion, action, and lasting impressions. So first off, the story of the Shadow of Kyoshi. It takes place two years after the events of the rise of Kyoshi. And it's kind of, I feel like this is kind of Kyoshi in her prime. Well, maybe not necessarily in her prime, but she is like, she's taking out people. She's cleaning up the Earth Kingdom. Um, and she's kind of trying to deal with what type of avatar she wants to be. Like she's thinking about Yang Chin a lot. She got Quirk as her previous past life. Like, does she want to be this vengeful spirit that just kills people because she killed like two people in the previous book? You know, she's she's dealing with that. Um, she's also, you know, she gets invited to. It's not a big spoiler because it's in the synopsis of the book. She gets invited to the Fire Nation, and she still has to deal with spirits and things like that. And really, it's a story about Kyoshi growing into the avatar that she wants to be or inspires to be. Um, and that's a really interesting perspective. Uh, so, Sean, what was... So that's essentially the story. Um, what was some of your favorite things, I think, about the story for you? I think this story did relationships extremely well of, of all types, uh, the types you'd expect, and then maybe the types you wouldn't expect. Um, and I'm going to say that something it's something that I wouldn't have paid attention to as much before you know getting as far as we have in the avatar universe and digging as far into it uh, but it's become a much bigger deal since talking with you and also jamie uh, about relationships not just romantic ones but again of all types i think it does that really well and all of my best memories are probably directly related to that how about you yeah for me i think the best thing is that i feel like i read it as a avatar nerd and just the history lessons that are in there, you gain such a new perspective, I think, for um, many of the nations and a couple of different avatars. That I think is just a really informative. A couple of different avatars to... previewing a future episode. <laughs> Good plug. Yeah. Future plug. <laughs> when it comes to Kyoshi herself, I, I, Kyoshi is so vulnerable. And I, I just love her vulnerability. Like, Oftentimes, people talk about this BA bloodthirsty Kyoshi <laughs> that we that we might assume by her from what we see of her in, in Avatar: Last Airbender, but she she wasn't like that at least early on. So it's just really interesting to see her her early her early days. Um, one of the things that I would say compared to the previous book that I didn't like as much was probably the antagonist. I love Jianju as antagonist. I mean, he was a, a new type of villain in the Avatar series because he was the previous Avatar's uh, Earthbending Master. He was his friend, so he carried a lot of that baggage with that. And he personally knew uh, Kyoshi. Also, you kind of understood where he was coming from. And that point, that understanding where the villain is coming from and and their goals are somewhat noble, 
I don't think it was necessarily replicated in the shadow of Kyoshi. Grant, I still like the antagonist. Um, and I understood where he was coming from, but I just didn't, the end goals weren't, um, weren't, weren't good end goals, I guess. I agree completely. Uh, John Ju, that guy, he's like a Batman villain. Like you're talking about a, a high level bender and obviously somebody who is very tactful and strategic as well. Like this is a Batman villain. And in here you don't, you don't get that same, uh, that same vibe, but it is a, it's a different type of villain. Um, that lends itself to a different type of story, but you're right. It's not sort of a classic, uh, a, a classic big bad. And it's, as a result, maybe not quite as interesting of an antagonist. I agree. Yeah. Oh, the good thing about this book, it, it is a little bit, it plays a little bit more politics-wise, like Game of Thrones, right? There's there's a couple of different infighting between houses. Yeah, there are there are houses in, in this book across across the nations. That makes it, I think, a little bit more Game of Thronesy. And also there's kind of, you know, literal... Anyway. Um, don't get too far into spoilers there, but it, it dives a little bit more into that. I didn't know where you were going to go with that book. anyway. I was like, was there any incest in here? I don't have to think. No, no, Sean, no, no incest. I can't, I can't remember any. Does it? Avatar would never get that Game of Thrones. No matter how many um, Azuku fans there are. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, what? if there's a good comp for uh, for Game of Thrones, that's probably it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the story, I found the story to be good. Not as good as Shadow of Kyoshi, but it was still uh, very enthralling. It still really kept me engaged. I never once got bored because I, I love these characters. Um, oh, and they, they continue to explore, like, support the kind of relationship, a lot of relationships. They continue to explore the relationship between uh, Rangi and, and Kyoshi. And uh, yeah, and how that, I'm not going to spoil anything, but, uh, you know, they, they continue to go through that path. We were worried, uh, you know, back when we were worried that they wouldn't, and uh, you know, they're again trying not to spoil too much. But I, I came out very satisfied with the with what worked out. So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So the story was good. So that's the emotion. There was a couple different scenes that I think scenes, a couple different passages that I think were really emotional, and, and it was a different emotion than in, in Shadow of Kyoshi. So that's really interesting. Like great job at FCE by painting these pictures by painting Kyoshi so so vulnerable. I really love those moments. I can't wait to talk spoilers with this because there's there's a specific moment <laughs> that I just absolutely loved. Everything you say and, I just there's like ah, can we just do spoiler review already? Come on. We can Sean, but we're <laughs> we're waiting. We had a plan. We can do it. We we're did do it. it's fine. Anyway. <laughs> just that's gonna it's gonna be a long conversation though. I gotta I'll have to be extra comfy for that one. The thing is, I was, I was like, from 9.30 to like 12.30 last night, I was like, oh, we got the spoiler review tomorrow. Okay, let me go back and just skim through, make highlights in my book, um, make passages. <laughs> like, I have a bunch of highlights. I don't know if you can see. No, you probably can't see. No, you can't see. Oh, uh, you have anyway. a general idea. I keep mine in, in my handy-dandy Harry Potter notebook with my with my uh, sticky notes as, as, like, page tabs, little labels there. Yeah. So, yeah. I meant to do that, but I don't have I don't have sticky notes anymore. You I know the thing them. is that I, I so write I the to notes So I have to defile this book. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I meant to, uh, or I always intend to use them. Like, I have good intentions, but then when we start talking, I never... Like, I almost never flip through them. I keep notes most weeks 
almost never touch him. Oops. Uh, so how, how did you feel about the emotion? In, it is it book? is a more emotional story, and I you know maybe I already kind of said that with the relationships. I think it is yeah. a more emotional story. Just the, the the conflict, the type of antagonist that we mentioned. It's it's, and I would say like more human emotions, not just like superhuman rage and vengeance, but like other relatable emotions. Yeah. Uh, I would say it is more of that than the predecessor, which doesn't necessarily a- appeal to me, but didn't uh, like uh, that sounds like I'm bashing. I'm certainly not. I I definitely would prefer the 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 rage the rage revenge story, um, but this the this book nails at home. It, to me, you make a good it, point it, about it hooks you, oh, it gets you invested. No, I'm done. I don't even know where else to go with it. it. It keeps no. you hooked. To me, you make a good point about the very human emotion, like the spectrum of of emotions. And I think this book Kyoshi, it has far more personality and. Uh, in this book, and, and she just has more more character to her, that that she can go into these different emotions. And I also feel like the book is written far more from her perspective. Uh, even though the book isn't written in first person or anything, it's written in the third person. I feel like the author still everything's from kind of not everything. A lot of things are from Kyoshi's point of view. Um, and I feel like even sometimes he, he won't put in like a thought bubble, but he'll be like, Kiyoshi was thinking this. Um, and so just adds a little bit more character, a little bit more insight to Kiyoshi's uh, emotional Maybe it's more state. Of, uh, maybe it does a better job of, I'm trying to think of the word they use in video games, like more immersive. Like you, here you're kind of one character, one stream of consciousness in a singular story arc that doesn't, it doesn't yeah. jump around quite as much geographically or in time as, as the previous story did. So maybe it's more of like an yeah. immersive feel emotionally. But no, emotions were great. Um, so next to action, I would say this is probably the biggest downgrade from the previous book. The previous book, I felt like I was just watching the show, like <laughs> especially the scenes of her going to the Avatar stay of like lifting Jew up in the air and like she's like raising fire from bushes or bushels of like of of wheat or something like that and like the way they describe her as when she when she defeated you she was just like a ghost taking the breath of fire out of somebody and like it was just so easy to imagine all of that uh, and it was just really epic and this one there's not as many of those epic moments like if i thought about how many i don't know action beats there were that was like oh yeah that was really cool me maybe there are three but none of them really reached the heights of probably even the the top five fights in in uh shadow and rise of kiyoshi completely completely agree it uh it i don't know the previous book it felt like every every chapter is like its own little tom clancy <laughs> novel like you're just kind of waiting on who they're gonna yeah. pick a fight on next and if I had a my my maybe core of my complaint with this one would be that I was kind of waiting on that to happen the whole time, mm. and then it never, it never really does. Like you said, one I'm gonna I'm gonna say twice off the top of my head that I was kind of intrigued in that way. But in the previous novel, I was like every chapter, who uh, who's gonna almost yeah, die? And it was, who's gonna die? Uh, yeah, and it was, and it was different people too. Like you'll have one chapter, it'll be Kel Sang versus Jianju, or Hun versus. Uh, Tagaka of the Fifth Nation, or Kyoshi versus um, Zhu, or Heiron, or not Heiron, um, well, Heiron was in fights too, 
or Rangi versus um, and that little fight she got in like all of those were action bad and that was just a couple of them and very descriptively written and they and they are in here too they're just you know as you said the top one in here probably doesn't quite crack the top three or the top five in the previous yeah. one um, but again I don't want to sound like we're bashing too much because I know you weren't and I know I'm not uh, because it just doesn't it doesn't read the same way it doesn't flow where you need that it maybe just defied our expectations a little bit as we were reading through yeah. like I said I was kind of waiting on it to happen and then, and then it didn't but it was okay which is almost which is almost story sword driven appropriate right yeah. like Kyoshi you know she yeah it's story to me it's it's has story based reasons just action wise it wasn't as much action as the previous book different different style of novel for sure uh for for better or worse just strictly depending on who reads it and what they prefer yeah, yeah. which is interesting because like to me i don't I've, I've read books like young other other young adult books like divergent series and hunger games um and really that's it because i don't read that much <laughs> um and those the action on that things are like terrible. Chris is like <laughs> bust like, apocalypse or bust. That's what I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want children dying, or I don't care. That's where Chris I'm, is at I'm, right now. I'm such a simpleton when it comes <laughs> to like. <laughs> I like. You read no, books it's okay. Right mine's, mine's dragons. Mine's not children dying. Mine's just dragons. So same. Very simple. <laughs> but like the action in those are fairly terrible compared to this book. And so to me, if you want action in any book. Shadow Kyoshi is going to have the action for you compared to other books, but maybe just not compared to the previous installment. I would say that to me, I don't think you, I don't think you read the books, but I know you've seen the movies. It's like uh, the going from the fourth Harry Potter uh, to the fifth Harry Potter, and that kind of stylistic mm-hmm. jump of the first one being a very different different setup than the second one. At least that's how I felt, but I'm biased because yeah. I really like the fourth Harry Potter. All right, so then, lasting impressions. I love this book. I read it, you know, <laughs> I read it in like two and a half days, which is a pretty short book. It's about 100 pages shorter than uh, Rise of Kyoshi. Like yeah, yeah. Except but, for our book from Barnes and Noble has pictures. <laughs> yeah, and it was and it came a little earlier. Um, That's the big part. But yeah, I just I just love being in Kyoshi's head space. This this book doesn't, even though they say like they say in the sleeve of the book that this is the um this is the epic conclusion to the legendary story of avatar kyoshi this doesn't feel like the epic conclusion granted they, that this... they could knock two three more novels out of this lady like she lived a yeah. long time come on 230 years i'll read i'll buy um, another one so what other people will just think of something so i'm hoping that lce right now he's been in i've read an interview with him and he's like yeah so far i'm not signed on to do anymore like that's up to them um i would just love if lce does more of these books or someone was saying like oh lce should write on the show on a live action netflix show and it got me thinking like mm, no he should show run his own or write his own rise of kyoshi movie or tv show yeah don't, i would love don't that. don't blend visions yeah go ahead and you know i would say it doesn't even he doesn't even have to write a kyoshi story you know go back and and maybe do like what star wars should consider doing sometime instead of just like tying their own little web tighter and tighter and stupider it's like go back pick a different <laughs> avatar like far and you it it's true 
go back, pick a different avatar that's kind of unrelated so it maybe doesn't impact the lore canon. Give us, give us something else there. You don't have to pick something existing and try to fit in uh, what's already there. I th that's probably what made Kyoshi great is there was so little like backdrop that they had to work off of. Got pretty good yeah, and he definitely license. yeah. In his interviews, he definitely wanted to stray from it because they're like, "Oh, why didn't you use Cole the Face Stealer um, or Chin the Conqueror?" And he's like, "Well, that's like Kyoshi long away, and I didn't want to like create continuity issues and things like that." So no, he did he did great, really crafting his own world. You don't need more Palpatines. I mean, more related <laughs> characters in here. You just uh, yeah. spoiler alert. Sorry, I gotta spoil <laughs> something in here. So, uh, this is the non-spoiler for Rise of for Shadow, Shadow Kills. We're going to spoil everything else. <laughs> Bruce Willis was dead. <laughs> Wait till I tell you what time. happens to Dumbledore in his sixth book. Uh, what were we on? Lasting Impressions, right? Yes. I totally interrupted yours. You're probably not done. No, I'm yet. done. I'm uh, done. So I don't, I don't read a ton, uh, but I do. When, when I read, it is, it is fantasy, like high fantasy fiction, like this, this genre. Um, and I, I was like, I took to Twitter. It's in quotes. I think it's my favorite book series, just as as a pair, competing with the likes of of Harry Potter's, to to a lesser extent, like Enchanted Dragon Chron uh, Enchanted Forest Chronicles, and some of those older like '80s young adult fantasy novels. But I think it is my favorite book series, even at just two books. So yeah, not I've huge praise for that. Didn't read a ton, but. I, well, you've, re you've read enough for enough, that to be high praise. Enough of the genre like I, that I think it matters, yeah. Yeah. I feel like I have not read enough, but I agree. <laughs> this is So really, this is better than The Hunger Games and uh, Divergent series. Fewer children die in these books than in The Hunger <laughs> Games, and that makes me happy. I always have trouble watching the movies, because I just want to watch kids killing each other. I can't do it, but... Um, yeah, that's my lasting impression. Obviously, I would say uh, great for the series as a whole. Yes, go pick up the book or books if you haven't read them. They're great. They're to me they're they stand head and shoulders with Avatar: Last Airbender and Legend of Korra as being um, installments into the Avatar universe. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, any any final thoughts? Do comparison to the first one? We already kind of covered it for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. Go get it. If you live in Kansas City or Topeka, like, come find us. We'll give it to you. You just have to promise to, like, talk about it with us afterwards. Oh, I won't. But... Oh, no, I totally, like, you have it, but you have to promise to talk to me later and let me know your I'm, thoughts. I'm but, social distancing. I don't want to be by people. Well, I'll throw it at them from a distance. It's fine. I'll throw it in your it's, face. <laughs> just throw the book. No, but go read these books if you're even kind of interested in Avatar or if you're kind of interested in young adult, uh, maybe slightly older than young adult, like maybe it's a slightly older, it's like the end of Harry Potter age range of books rather than the beginning. If you're into that stuff, go grab it because it stands alone is a great story as well. Go grab it. That's all I got. This has been Avatar as Podcasters, Shadow of Kyoshi spoiler free review. Come back in a couple weeks, hopefully next week for the full length spoiler edition. <laughs>